Are you caught in the middle of an unfair situation, not sure what to do? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Don't lose hope. Stand firm. Choose to be thankful instead of a grumbler. To bless instead of curse. To ask that God would keep you in the right place no matter how unfair your circumstances are so you can be a testimony to the goodness and power of our living God. And welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, the older you get, the more you realize that life isn't fair. Sometimes the innocent get punished, the guilty get away. And it seems like no matter what we do, there's just no guarantee that pursuing what's good in this life will actually result in good consequences. And that's exactly what today's lesson is all about. Mark has been teaching from the book of James about how we're meant to respond when life isn't fair. In the earlier parts of this message, we learned that we need to watch out, be patient, and don't grumble. Of course, if you miss any part of this study so far, you can always catch up by going online to boldstepsradio.org. But now let's join Mark as he continues with this lesson called, When Life Isn't Fair. When you feel like life is really treating you bad... And you want to say, God, what's up with this? Life is unfair. He says, I want you to remember the example of the prophets. Why the prophets? Well, a lot of the prophets in the Old Testament were speaking on behalf of God, yet they were persecuted. People like Jeremiah, who was speaking on God's behalf the message that God had asked him to speak, but yet Jeremiah was put in irons, thrown into prison, lowered into a dungeon, but he never gave up. He kept preaching the message that God had given him. Or he says, remember Job. Job is an incredible story. Those of you that are new to your Bibles, you may pronounce it Job, but it's really Job. I remember one brother shared when he first came to Christ, he'd never read the Bible, and so he thumbed through the Bible and he saw the book of Job. And so he started reading it because thought, he thought, well, this will help me get a job. And, and so, but really, it's Job. Misspelled because it should be spelled like my name, but you know, you get the point. Job. But Job is an incredible story of a man who was living for God, trying to be righteous, doing things right, and comes into this cosmic contest in which Satan comes before God and says, hey, look at the earth, there's no one that's following you and serving you. And God says, have you seen my servant Job? And Satan basically says, yeah, Job is serving you because look at his life. He's got wealth and family and kids and prosperity and health. Of course he's serving you. Take it away and he'll curse you. And so after some dialogue and debate, God gave him permission. How many of you know that Satan can't do anything that God doesn't give him permission to do? God gave him permission to bring some affliction on Job. And with time, Job found himself having family, friends, wealth, 
everything that someone would consider success and prosperity, he went from that to the bottom of the barrel. On the side of the road, scraping his open sores with a piece of rock or glass, his kids gone, his wealth gone, his friends accusing him, nothing to his name, like a beggar on the side of the road with open wounds. The only thing that Satan left him was his wife. In this case, she was sort of an advocate for Satan because she said, well, just curse God and die. But Job said, even though he questioned, even though he didn't understand, Job said, if I've received the good things from God, then who am I to question the bad things from God? And in the midst of his suffering, in the midst of injustice, in the midst of that which he did not understand, he never lost his trust in God. And in the end, God rewarded him with seven times more what he had had before he lost it all because he endured the test and God rewarded him. Consider Job when you're going through a testing. And he goes on to tell us in this passage, for the Lord, yeah, those who persevere will be blessed for the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. You know, a couple months ago, I was in the Czech Republic traveling and visiting a couple of churches, some ministries that were there, and I spoke with an older gentleman in his, probably in his mid-70s, and when I heard his story, how he had been a house church leader under the communist regime where it was illegal to have services in churches. His his son told me his story. And he basically said, you know, my father was a top engineer in the Czech Republic, very well known. And the communist government came to him and said, we would like to give you a position in the government in which you would oversee many other engineers and have a high position. But through our investigation, we've discovered that you are a Christian. And so in order to give you this position, we would like to give it to you, but you have to deny your Christianity or you cannot serve in the party. His father responded and said, I cannot deny that which I believe in so strongly. So not only did they not give him his position, but they fired him from the job that he had had for so many years and had to start from scratch at the bottom of the barrel. Now you talk about unfair. That's unfair. When I saw this man, I did not see a regretful, bitter, angry man. I saw a man full of hope and joy that God allowed to prosper again, whose son is following God, whose grandson is following God, and who has many people that have come to Christ because he suffered injustice and never lost his faith and never lost his joy. Listen, to me, that's inspiration. So when you get tempted 
to complain about your circumstances. Look for that person that provides inspiration. Because I'm going to tell you something, they're all around us. The 43-year-old woman that I visited yesterday, who knows she has what the doctors call terminal liver cancer, with great confidence said, this is hard, but my full trust is in the Lord, whether he allows me to live or die, my trust is in God. That inspires me. Look around when you're tempted to complain, because there's some people that are going through much worse suffering than you and have not lost their joy. Their circumstances are rough. They could be angry, resentful, or bitter, but instead, they've chosen to trust God, knowing that ultimately, He will bring about justice. And then number five, and lastly, He says, and above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear. So number five, stop swearing. Don't let your mouth condemn you. I know some of you are already thinking I need to get rid of those four-letter words, and they just come out. I'm trying to. I just God's trying to clean. It's actually, although you should stop. Tell the person beside you, stop swearing. Although you should stop, that's not the swearing it's talking about here. It's not talking about profanity as much as it's talking about making impulsive oaths with your mouth like some of us in the midst of difficulty tend to do. When you're in the midst of unfair situations or difficult situations, it's easy in our anger to say, I swear to God that I'm going to. If you get me out of this circumstance, I swear I'm going to. On my mother's grave. And what James is telling us is he's saying, don't swear, period. You don't have the power to change the future. You should not make oaths when you're angry or mad or flippantly or swear on heaven or by earth or on any other thing. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, but don't swear. This is Bold Steps, the Bible teaching ministry of Mark Job, and Mark will continue today's message in just a moment. But in case you ever have to leave early or join us late on the radio, we want to remind you that you can always find these messages and catch up on anything you miss by simply going to our website at boldstepsradio.org. You can even access these messages through your smart speakers at home or in the office by following these commands with Alexa. Alexa, enable Moody Radio. Then Alexa, open Moody Radio. And Alexa, play Bold Steps from Moody Radio. Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job from Moody Radio. Or listen from wherever you are by subscribing to our podcast. To learn more about all the different ways you can hear these bold Bible-based messages, just visit our website at boldstepsradio.org. And for even more convenient listening, be sure to check out the Bold Steps Minute and hear a quick yet insightful segment of Mark's teaching from any time of day, no matter how busy your schedule gets. 
To start receiving these special one-minute teachings automatically, just open up your podcast app and subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute or go to the website, boldstepsminute.org. Now, let's get back into the final half of today's program. It's titled, When Life Isn't Fair. Here's Mark Job. There's something that happens when we swear. It's almost like you're taking upon yourself the place of God. Like you are almost saying, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you that I'm going to do this. And you're swearing upon something that you consider sacred. And I could talk a bit about this because I think there's a bunch of implications here. By the way, I hear a lot of people, it says don't swear by heaven or by earth. I hear a lot of people that swear by heaven or invoke the name of God when they're angry or injustice is happening. And in essence, you're using the Lord's name in vain. And you may not realize this, but you're violating one of the Ten Commandments. Someone cuts you in traffic on I-55 and you say, oh my God. Hold on. You say, well, Pastor, I'm just praying. No, you're not. (laughs) You're using God's name as an exclamation point. That's called using the Lord's name in vain. Come on, we do it all the time. You hit your finger with a hammer, Jesus. What's Jesus have to do with it? Don't use flippantly the Lord's name in vain. He's sacred. He's holy. He's not an exclamation point. You're using that which is sacred for common means, so don't use his name. You say, oh, Pastor, I I never say that. I just say, gosh, Jeez, I don't want to get legalistic here, but I think you and I know what we're saying. It's called a euphemism. It's when you substitute one word for another word, but you really mean that word. So don't use the Lord's name in vain. He's not an exclamation point. It's a sacred thing to invoke the name of a holy God and use it just lightly for our purposes as an exclamation point. But we do the same thing when we make oaths and swear by heaven or earth or your mother or your brother or a grave. He says, don't swear by anything on earth. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. When you have to swear, you act like you have power over the future, and you swear by something sacred. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us, the Bible's not against oaths. When a couple gets married, they make an oath before God and each other that they're going to keep those vows. So the Bible is not against making an oath, but what he's talking about is swearing flippantly or when we're angry or... Uh, in in moments of of, of high emotion, just making flippant uh, swears on something that's sacred. And it also entails the fact that you can't really believe your word unless it's a yes or it's a no. It should be just yes and you mean it, a no and you mean it. Five things the Word of God tells us if you're facing injustice. Number one, don't fall into the money trap because it's easy 
to fall into the discontentment of disparity. Number two, be patient because the Lord is coming. Stand firm. Number three, don't grumble. Resist it. Fight the temptation to become a grumbler. Number four, stay inspired. Look at the example of other people that are suffering and yet have maintained a great attitude before God. And number five, stop swearing. Or the Bible says that your words will condemn you before God. Let me close with this. I'm always deeply touched by people that have experienced tremendous suffering and trial in their life. Yet their spirit is sensitive, their heart is clean, and their faith is strong. Recently, I picked up a book by a fellow named Victor Frankl. You may recognize his name. During World War II, he spent three years in various concentration camps. Frankel's mother, Elsa, and brother Walter died in Auschwitz. His wife was moved to another camp, and she died as well. His mother, brother, wife all died in a concentration camp. The only survivor of the Holocaust was his, his sister, after three years in a concentration camp, he went on to write, and he penned these words. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. I think of a guy that lost almost everything, but yet walked away saying, I cannot control what's done to me, but I have the power to choose how I respond. Some of you here today are in extremely unfair circumstances. You may be a mother that's become a single mother because your husband ran off with another woman and you feel the entire pressure of raising a family of your own while he lives his life somewhere else, you're feeling it's so unfair. You may be a spouse that has a venereal disease because it was given to you by a cheating spouse. Saying it's so unfair. You, have, you may have raised your grandchildren and given everything because your kids couldn't do it. And now one or two of them are struggling with addiction and you're responsible for it, saying it's so unfair. You may have worked hard all of your life, trying to get your family ahead and your kids ahead, working hard, long hours, only to be hit by some economic crisis that's wiped out most of what you had, thinking it is so, so 
unfair. You may have got a bad diagnosis from the doctor while you're carrying a lot of load. And now when you need help, it looks like no one's there around to help you. It feels so unfair. But I want you to know that no matter how unfair your circumstances may seem right now, God, listen to me, he is still mightily on the throne. He has not forgotten you. You haven't fallen through the cracks. The God of the universe, the sovereign God that's always been and always will be, He's high, He's lifted up, He knows you, He sees you, He understands your circumstances better than anyone in life does. And He promises you, one day, sooner than what you think, justice will come. Don't lose hope. Stand firm. Choose to be thankful instead of a grumbler, to bless instead of curse, to thank instead of swear, to ask that God would keep you in the right place no matter how unfair your circumstances are so you can be a testimony and glory to the goodness and power of our living God. Well, hey, I know this is harder to put into practice than what it sounds like. And maybe you're in a difficult situation and you're saying, Pastor Mark, you just don't understand how hard it is. And I want to say this to you. I know that you may be struggling with feeling like you can't control your attitude because so much wrong is happening to you that's just so unfair. And I want to reiterate, you cannot always choose your circumstances, but listen to me. You can choose your attitude in your circumstances by God's grace and His strength. And so I want to pray with you right now, especially if you're struggling with grumbling, complaining, self-pity, just a, a difficult attitude. I want to pray that God would give you the strength, the reminder, and the power to change your attitude even in unfair circumstances. Father, I pray for that person right now that is living in just blatantly unfair circumstances. I ask in Jesus' name, Father, that you would bring justice, that you would correct, that you would make right what is wrong, God. But I also pray that while you're doing that, that you would give my brother, my sister right now, just the peace of God, that certainty that you are sovereign and in control, God, I pray that you would allow them to choose every day to give thanks and to praise you and bless you. And God, even in unfair circumstances, that people would be drawn to Jesus because of their attitude and their witness and their testimony in an unfair world. And so I ask this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Mark. Uh, Just one more thing. You know, today is the last day of the first month of 2023. We made it through one whole month (laughs) of the year. But this also means that this is the last day listeners can receive a free copy of your book, Unstuck, when they give gift to Bold Steps. So Mm. we want to encourage everyone to write to us today, contact us today, give that gift, and get unstuck. Absolutely. So if you haven't received that gift yet, we would love to give it to you. Again, there's seven areas that we typically get stuck in. The book addresses those, and it leads us through the story of how to actually get unstuck in those seven sticking points. So do it today. Contact us with your gift of any amount by going online to boldstepsradio.org or make your donation over the phone by calling 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. If you prefer the mail, you can easily send your gift and request the book by addressing your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, that's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And if you haven't already, we'd love for you to connect with our growing online community by liking or following our pages on social media. Just log into your favorite podcast platform and search for Bold Steps Radio. And before we close today's program, don't forget to sign up for Mark's weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly, and you'll be on the list to get your copy next Monday morning. Start your week off encouraged and inspired with truths from God's Word to relate to your life. Sign up today at boldstepsradio.org. Well, that's all our time. I'm Wayne Shepherd, reminding you to tune in tomorrow when Mark continues our study in the book of James with a message titled Powerful Prayer. It's coming up next time here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.